Welcome to This Is Real Podcast, Honest, Provoking and Truth. And we have a very, very special podcast today. And we are so excited. Are you excited? Yes. Yeah. Come on. This is going to be good. We are going to talk about something that needs to be talked about. And we are going to be very honest in it. And it is going to provoke people, but it's going to be the truth that set people free. Hmm. And this is what we are talking about today. Can we get it on the... Behind me here, XXX, what is this? We are going to talk about porn. And we are talking <laughs> freedom from porn, the strongest drug. And and porn is truly the strongest drug. Yeah. And it is destroying churches, families, everyone. And we want to talk about it. And it's a program where we'll be very honest. And therefore... We need to start this program in a way we never do. We need to start with a warning. And uh, we have a warning coming up. And Mark, can you read the warning also for people on podcasts who don't see the warning sign? What is this warning about? Warning. The following discussion may not be suitable for children under the age of 15. Viewer discretion is advised. So... This is not a podcast. I think you you would say, "Hey, family, let's come and have your small children sit there with popcorn and coke, and you see this as a family thing." But at the same time, we're going to look at statistics, and and actually, children the whole way down to seven years know how to go in and find sex on internet. Yeah. So, but but we just want to send a warning from our side. So it's your responsibility out there because we are going to talk about sex. We are going to talk about porn. We are going to talk about masturbation. We are going to say it as it is. And I'm together here with uh, Mark, who have been with us before. Hello. It's good to be back again. Beautiful to be back. And we have another Mark. Yep, that's me. Everyone is Mark today. <laughs> and, and like Mark, Mark's story, Mark, and, and everyone is going to share their story later. But Mark, he is single. Yeah. You've been single for 20 years. Yep. Have been married. Yep. And porn destroyed your marriage. Destroyed it completely. And destroyed you. Yeah. We have a Brad here who are married, have uh, seven children. Mark here. Mark. <laughs> I, I would get confused right away because yeah. we had two marks. the resemblance. We, we have yeah, another, we so have another Mark here yeah. who have been married and have seven children, and we have a Brad here who have four children. Yeah. But all of us have a story that 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 porn was the was a stronghold, yeah. mm-hmm. but we also have a story that we got set free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And, and there's freedom. And what what do you think, before we really get started, what are you thinking this program will do? And, and what do you think about what we're going to talk about today? I'm really excited. I'm just really excited for the truth to come out because I didn't even know that freedom was possible with my background, how I was raised. And so I'm excited just to be able to share our stories. And so you guys can know that there is freedom in Christ. Yeah. I mean, it's it, very much similar to Mark. I grew up in church and uh, and struggled with pornography, got exposed to it for the first time when I was about 11 and, uh, and, and, you know, and then it just grew worse and worse the older I got and the more accessible it became. And it was, you know, I went to church and, you know, helped lead worship and things like that and still had this secret that nobody knew about. And it was mm. just a constant struggle for me. And I know that it's, it's going to be amazing because there's a lot of people in that same boat, whether you're in church or out of church, it's, it's this addiction, or even if it's not an addiction, but it's something that you, you know, just struggle with from time to time. 
Mm-hmm. We're here to tell you that there's freedom from it. There is freedom. And and I'm I'm similar to these guys. Uh, I, I was addicted probably from the age of nine or 10 years old. I had a brother that was 10 years older than me. And so from a very young age, I was addicted. And uh, I can tell you right now for the last four and a half years, I have lived the best life I've ever had Amen. because I'm free of it. And my heart is pure. My conscience is clean. And Christ intends that for every person that comes into the Lord. And, and we are going to, uh, in this program, we are, we are going to look at some statistic, how big problem porn is, yeah. not only outside in the world, but mm-hmm. also in the churches. Yeah. And it is really the strongest drug. And, and it is the last thing people often struggle with before they experience the true freedom based in Christ. So we are going to look at statistics. We are going to share four different stories with the same outcome. And then we want to share how you can get set free. And uh, we start off first, we have a Brad and a Mark. And it's first time you're here in the podcast. You are helping with the school here and uh, in the leadership of the school here in California. And um, people out there who don't know who you are, can you just give like a two minutes introduction to who you are? Who is that? I can go. Yeah. So my name is Mark Toma. Um, Like I said, I was born into a church, grew up sitting in a pew, third from the front. And uh, (laughs) yeah, we had our assigned pew. Nobody sat there. So all of my life and something that was... I wrestled with was just the idea that you could be free. Like I said, we were, um, I was taught that we're just sinners saved by grace. Um, so with that, like it took me a really long time to get fully born again and to really know the freedom that we have in Christ. Um, grew up and God kind of had some situations at 16 that shook me up a little bit. And I um, did some repenting. However, there was this secret sin, pornography. Nobody else saw it. It was just between me and the Lord. And... Mostly, it was all on my end, obviously, and the Lord convicted me of it, but I would ignore it, and I would just continue to ignore it, and he's a gentleman, and he let me live in that for a lot of years. I helped out with the youth group. Um, I thought that getting married would fix my problem. However, as a lot of people have figured out, lust and love are two totally different things. Um, so, you know, I got baptized when I was around 12, but then, yeah, it wasn't until a few years into marriage that I under I heard a message that you could be free. So at that point, I started to renew my mind. And yeah, God has just been so faithful. Um, but then even just a couple of years ago, 2019, I received the Spirit. And that's where true freedom came mm. in, to where even lust lost its hold on me. Um, so um, I'm married. Um, we have seven kids. And I'm just really excited to be able to teach them what it means to walk in freedom. Um, I've got four young boys, and they're wired just like I am. And so I'm excited just to be able to give them the tools to succeed. And and, and as you said, it took a long time to get born again. And and what what you need to understand and, and what we always want to share is that Christianity is not the same as what Christ came with. Mm-hmm. You can yeah. be in church, you can do all the church thing without being born again. And and right. it's really in the gospel that is the power to set people free. And I think it's all our testimony. We got introduced to Christianity yeah. yep. and we experienced a kind of freedom and we experienced a kind of relationship and we experienced a kind of something. But when, when the full gospel came in and when we really surrendered to Christ and got the Holy Spirit, got baptized yeah. and free, 
it just changed everything and it's alive. Yeah. And and Mark here he came to to the school in North Carolina. Yeah. And and after that you came to Florida again. I've been on the road trip around preaching the gospel, living the life, and and now they're down here and helping us with the school. We have Brad. Who are you, Brad? Um, I grew up uh, all my life in church. Um, mama was pregnant going to church with me. And so when I was born, I was born into church. Spoke fluent Christianese. I knew all of the, <laughs> you know, I knew all of the, uh, I knew all the things to say, all the ways to act, all the things to do, when to raise your hands, you know, during worship and all those kind of things. Uh, but I didn't know him. And, and I was, you know, like I said, at a, at a young age, um, you know, stumbled up, found a, you know, a old playboy. And that just, you know, sparked an interest in me that, you know, I did, I didn't even know anything about, you know, any of that stuff, but it, um, you know, as, as things progressed, um, you know, I, I be, slowly became an addict to porn and, um, and it, you know, my entire marriage for the first 13 years of our marriage, I was addicted and it was a secret to my wife. She had no idea. My family didn't know. No one knew just me and of course God. And uh, very similar to Mark, and it was it was extremely hard on our marriage. Even though she didn't know anything about it, it it made our marriage difficult because mm. you know you it changes the way you think. And um, but praise God, six years ago, through His grace, you know, um, I cried out to Him. I was at the end of myself, and and uh, and you know He uh, came and met me, and I got delivered. And and I mean, I was just just all the weight of the desire for pornography and all that stuff came off of me and it, it changed my life. And I truly got born again, set free from sin for the first time in my life. And I was telling someone the other day, I said, you know, if you, if you took a child and shackled them from the day they were born for 20 years, and then one day you took those handcuffs, or those chains off of them. Do you think they would know that they were, cause some people are like, well, how do you know you were free? And I'm like, because I was chained all my life. And then all of a sudden the chains were off and I knew mm. that I was free. And, um, and, and I'm not a, you know, it, I don't look back at my life and glory about it and be like, oh, those were the days. But I look back at my life and I don't have guilt and shame about my past anymore mm-hmm. because because it's not my past anymore. It's been done away and, with. And when you, sh- the, the way with the shadows, you, you explain the freedom is exactly how I experienced the freedom. But that was 20 years ago now. Yeah. But it took me six years and, and you have been in church. And the thing is that it took us a long time because... There was no one there to yep. maybe present the freedom, present right. the true gospel, and help us. So all of us have experienced freedom, but it's not a TLR freedom. Yeah. No. It, 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 none of us knew about TLR before. Like, right, uh, yeah. like there was no TLR. When I got set no. free, and it, 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 it's a gospel thing. It's That's a right, Christ right. thing. That's right. And it's for all of us. And we're going to go much more deeper into it. Uh, but uh, they're new with us today here, but they're not new in, in our life and relationship. We are going to uh, look at some statistics and, and talk about porn. But we, before we go into that, I want to just talk a little about the freedom and talk about uh, the sin, what porn is. And, um, and we start with the freedom. There's a verse here I want to read. Is Jesus, our Lord Jesus, saying that in John 8 and Mark, if you are reading? Jesus answered them. Truly, truly, I say unto you, whoever commits sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, 
you shall be free indeed. Yeah. And there was the King James Version. Uh, I have an NIV here. S- uh, serve, uh, if you're servant, the, the Greek word is dolos. It means slave, actually. And the translation here said, whoever practices sin is a slave to sin. Or let's say, it, when you practice sin, you become a slave to sin. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I start smoking, I control it, yeah. but later it controlled me. Yeah. If you start to look at porn, you can control it, but it control you. Yeah. Now we are focused on porn in this program and freedom from porn, but if you are sitting out there and you have never become addicted or have become a slave to porn or that, it's, the freedom is for you because it's not about porn, it's about sin. Right. And no matter what you are struggling with out there, there is freedom to you. Yeah. You should not be a slave to sin. Mm-hmm. Right. Because as we read here, the one, the slave do not abide in the house forever. That means that Jesus is talking about his house. Yeah. You cannot go into heaven as a slave. That's right. You need to be safe from being a slave to sin and become a slave to righteousness. Yeah. And this is what Jesus is saying, the one, the, the, and the slave do not abide in the house forever, but the son abide forever. Therefore, if the son, Jesus Christ, set you free, free from what? Free as a slave to sin. That's right. You shall be free indeed. And there is just freedom. And that freedom is Beautiful. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. I never really even understood those passages. If the sun says you free, you're free indeed. Because I was like, what does it mean to be free? Yeah. Like what it yeah. yeah. Like, how like what is freedom? It was it was I need to get to heaven someday. Well, and what it says there, it says that the slave will not abide in the house forever. So they are abiding there some for a period of time. Yeah. It's just not gonna be forever. Yeah. And I remember when when when, when I gave my life to Christ or, or he came. The, the freedom, I experienced some kind of freedom, but mm. when the freedom, freedom, freedom really came, and mm, I would say yeah. that everything came together, the freedom was so strong that I was like, yeah. Well, I really saved before. Like yeah. the last six, yeah, yeah. six years, yeah, was absolutely. I really saved? Like, yeah, yeah I spoke in tongues. I love Jesus. I lift my hands. I told yeah. about God, but but I was not free indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was yeah. not that freedom. And and this is what we want to talk about: the freedom, and and that freedom is not coming of just trying to focus on upon and not focus on porn. It don't come by. I, I heard people say, "Oh, I I probably sin. What should I do? Take a cold shower." Yeah. No, that's not we're, the answer. We're not called to manage our sin. No. We're called to do away with exactly. it. Exactly. Like if, if you if you're trying to, you know, you got people that do anger management, you're not supposed to be supposed no. to do away with it. Yeah. But the lie here is the one the sons are free. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a cold shower that was sitting yeah, free. That's right. <laughs> well it says that it says you shall know the truth. Yeah. Right? Just after yeah. this, yeah. and the truth will make you free. Mm. You can know about the truth. Yeah. You can hear all about it. You can be around people that talk about the truth, but mm. until you actually know the truth. Yeah. And I, I would say that truth is a revelation. It has to be revealed. Yeah. When I got set free, <laughs> I woke up and sat on my bed the next day and my mind was completely mm. Empty, but yeah. but we, 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 we talked about a story about there was a main main ministry who did a big big conference where they actually talked about freedom from porn because it's something most men are struggling with, also women, and we are going to see some statistics. 
But they talked about freedom a whole night mm-hmm. and lived at a big, stayed at a big hotel. And that same night, the night after, in the same night, they talked about porn and freedom. What happened? More people went in and looked at mm. porn that night in than the in hotel rooms. And the hotel wow. than any other night. Because ah, just talking about appalling. it, just imagine being free. Just dream about it will not set you free. No. Yeah. Mm. And, and and that is the thing. This is the biggest problem in the church. And at the same time, is what we're going to do that statistic. Only a few percent actually know how to deal with it yeah. and how to set people free in the right way. Yeah. Uh, before we go in and look at the statistic and before we move on and share all of our testimonies and, and, and talk about that, I, I want to just make very, very clear porn is sin. Porn, there's people like, yeah, but porn, porn, porn is not written in the Bible. No, it's not written in the Bible. Porn comes from the word prostitution and further back. And it was not a word that is used in the Greek and in the Hebrew, but it don't mean that the Bible don't talk about That's it. Right. And, yeah. and Jesus himself is very, very, very clear. And I think you cannot yep. be more radical than our Lord Jesus Christ. I, I don't yeah. think you can say this in a more radical and clear way. Yeah. Let's read what Jesus is saying. And I'll say, say about porn. Yeah. In, in Matthew 5, and, and you can read, Mark. You have heard that it was said by them of old time, you shall not commit adultery. But I say unto you, that whoever looks on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart. Hey, to go back, he said not, this is porn. Like, that's, that's it. Ma- it's a Ma- root Matthew, in the heart. Matthew 5, 28. I say unto you, whoever look lustful on a wife or a woman, is that not porn? Like, yeah, this is desire, this is sexual thing. You it's the very beginning with lust, of it. have already committed adultery in your heart. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's the seed for the bad fruit that will come if you don't cut it off and rip it out. But but this is exactly what porn is doing. It's created that lustful thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's about lust. That's it's it. not about beauty. Yeah. It's not about no. No. Uh, nice clothes because no. it's, it's, about, no clothes. it's about desire. It is. It is yeah. exactly what it and, is. And Jesus said, "You you 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 do not even need to go out." And actually have sex or intercourse with a person to yeah. commit adultery. That's right. Jesus said, if you just do it there, you are already done it in your heart. This is a serious matter. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, Jesus is literally with the statement, he's raising the standard of holiness. Mm-hmm. Like he says, the men of old said that if you, uh, if you actually go and have sex with a woman, you've committed adultery. He says, but I'm raising the standard of what holiness looks like and what freedom looks like. I'm telling you, if you even look at a woman and lust after her, it's counted against you as if you've already done it. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, why do you think the porn industry, why do you think that the enemy has such a great focus on that stuff? Because he knows the trap that it creates for yeah. people. And how much more if the lust is in your heart and now you're fulfilling it in the physical actions of your body, defiling yourself through through you know masturbation and all of the other things, now you you're it mm-hmm. it makes it pow- even more powerful from what Jesus but said. It's so easy yeah. to keep secret too. Like going around and trying to sleep around and things like that maybe isn't the easiest thing to keep secret. Yeah, everybody's got one of these in their mm-hmm. pocket. And yes. we're, we're going to talk about yeah. that because that is the scary thing. How easy it is. Yeah. Next verse is saying this because Jesus didn't talk about the 
this seriousness about it and what we should do. Yeah, and if your right eye offends you, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is profitable for you that one of your members should perish and not that your whole body should be cast into hell. So I don't think anyone can speak so clear and radical as Jesus do. He talked about yeah. lost, he talked about it, and then he said, if if this is your life, you yeah. cannot go into heaven living like that. No. You are being thrown into hell. And and then Okay, should we then all plot out our eyes? Like, what the right eye first? What if you see with your left eye? Then we take that afterward. But he's saying that this root, this thing here, don't live with it. Yeah. Don't accept it. Don't don't think it's normal. It's not normal. And and this is what he said. He yeah. said, get rid of that thing. If it's the pawn, that's the issue. Get rid of it. Yeah. yeah. And he's using the extremity of dismembering your body. Because he's telling you how intensely you must do whatever it takes to get rid of this unholy desire. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to say to everyone out there, again, if you have never had issue with, with porn, or there's other things you have issue with, lying or stealing or, 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 or other thoughts, there's freedom. Yeah. There's Amen. freedom for yes, all of absolutely. us. Let's look at some statistics. I've been practicing saying that word the last day. Statistics. Asia, see, 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 help me. It's a difficult word to say for me. Let's look at it and look at it. First thing, how big is the porn industry? And we're going to look at some numbers here. There are 1.3 million porn websites. Mm. 35% of total downloads on the internet are pornographic in nature. About 200,000 Americans are classified as porn addicts. And the pornography industry is a $97 billion business worldwide. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. What, what number stood up to you here? What, what do you want to say about that? Everything is crazy. Yeah. Everything's crazy. Uh I mean, the first and the last one to me, 1.3 million porn websites, and it's a $97 billion business worldwide. Wow. But also like 35% of total downloads on the internet have to do with this. One third. So so try to imagine, if if you are internet, there is things about cats and dogs and baking and gardening and, and clothes and... And um, all cars and airplanes, oh, yeah. and there is an industry you can find everything on Online the internet. Shopping. So much of Online life, shop, but one third, a third yeah. of everything has to do with porn perversion. Not even this is just downloads. This isn't actually just like views. Yeah. This is actual downloads people of downloading the and, and videos, storing wow. it, and, and, the soft, views. and most people don't even do that. Can you imagine the views then? Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's 35% downloads. Can you imagine how much of it is the of, uh, is the views? Wow. It, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And here we have around 200,000 American are classified at porn edit. Now we are not talking about people who are watching porn. Uh, the number is much higher. We're going to look at that. We're talking about edit. We're talking about people who have become addicted to it and and where they actually they need it. Like they, they need a fix. They need a daily yeah. fix or or fix many times a week. And yep. I, it, and it's not only when you get the fix, when you are addict, 
you're thinking of it all the time. Yeah. So it's not in that moment you get your fix. It's also when you wake up in the morning, I need my fix. Yeah. Uh, when uh, one is my next fix, what, 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 I'm working in my workplace, I need a fix. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're to family party, I need a fix. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. it's, it's controlling your life. Yeah. And there we are talking about 200,000 Americans who's on that level. Yeah. And then we are talking about millions who are on other levels. That's yeah, scary. Yeah. Yeah, very scary. Yeah, because it's a secret sin. You know, you can keep it hidden for a long period of time and nobody needs to know. It's it, but but also like in the church it's more secret because yeah. everybody yes. most people don't want to admit to the fact that, you know, they're they're struggling with it. But out in the world, like out, out in the, you know, just the, the everyday workplaces and stuff, it's not so secret. Yeah. People talk about it. Bragging they joke point. about it. Yeah, oh well. yeah, check this out. Hey, I mean they pull up the, on their phone. Yeah, look at this and And, and and it's it's so it's so common in in America. Another number is 40 million American regular go in and look at porn. Mm. So we're talking about 40 million. I I don't think many of the seven eighty years old are amongst them. Yeah. I don't think there is many one to seven years old who are amongst them. Mm-hmm. So, but 40 million are regular in looking at porn. It, this is a big big. Well, that's that's about like a, a, a an eighth or more of the nation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then yeah, we think of what Jesus said: "If you, I pluck you to sin, throw it out." And, have a lot and, of blind people walking around. Yeah, it, it's really scary. It's scary. So we we're going to continue with some statistics here. So this is just a big big industry, and we're going to look at it's not just in the world. Said this in the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How young do people actually start watching porn? Because children are really talking very, very, very early. And I, I and and I, it's just scary. I I want to say, yesterday I got a shock. I I'm I'm very naive in many ways. It's years ago. I got set free like in in year 2000. And and I don't go in and search on the internet with all of that. But yesterday, I just had a moment where I did not think I was preparing the teaching today. And I wanted to share something later, a testimony, and I wanted to have a picture. I have nothing to do with porn. It just have to directly had to do with a porn automat where you put money in and ma- magazine came up. It's a story, I was chill. And I was Googling it and I wanted to find a automat, like a machine, a picture of how do a machine look where you put coins in. It's kind of like kind of like a newspaper machine. Yeah, newspaper like, machine. Right. Be- because yeah, the old generation, they don't know what a machine yeah. is. Right. So in two seconds, I was Google and I actually wrote the word porn in a line with something else. And I did not. Yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. What yeah. came over my computer? <laughs> oh, like, oh. Yeah. And I, I did not know, to be honest, I did not know how easy exit mm-hmm. it is to oh, yeah. get it like that. I have links. We sometimes on 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 uh, if we upload a YouTube video, that come a description or a comment on, yeah. on not on English with a link. And I sometimes think, okay, this is a, a a YouTube video maybe about me or about this or something. And I yeah. click the link, and sometimes it just pop up. Uh, so we cannot avoid it. It's just being thrown in your face it nowadays. It is. It well, is by the society that we live in. But yeah. but it's been thrown in your face there. But if you then active go in and it's it is crazy. Oh, yeah. If you're right. actually looking for it, 
you're going to find it. Oh, you'll get flooded. Uh, well, yeah, but then even, even the programming with little kid shows. Like I was watching a little kid show the other day where they had a large syringe with this blue type goo in it and they squirted it and it came out the top. Like didn't, you know, look like a, but like immediately my mind went to that. It was just like, this is programming for pornography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just totally Do you have something about it, children? Here, Mark, can you read here? How young do people start today? Children start watching porn at 11 years. Kids don't have to be looking for pornography. It is programmed to find them. The term sex is in the top five search terms used by boys and girls from under the age of seven up through 18. Wow. From this age of from seven. Un, yeah, from the age of seven up through 18. I'm wow. just like, try it, to imagine shocking. seven year old, they're sitting on Google and writing, they get everything. And we thought face. it was bad in our generation. And every generation that, that follows the previous generation, it's worse and worse and worse. I, I want to tell a story here we, we, before we move about the thing. Years ago, I met God in 96. We were radical at that time. In my city, there was the porn newspaper thing. Yeah. yeah. What is called in English? It's like, like a newspaper yeah, machine. That, they don't really have them anymore, that, but no, there put was, a couple bucks and it opens up. I wanted to find to be out there. And there was a place in the city where people could, could, could put money in and then they porn thing came out and and me and my youth leader we were so radical and we hated that machine because it was in the middle of the city so so i i confess a sin here one night we went down with a building foam and opened the machine and shh and he filled up the machine with building foam and he just stood all over and that machine was destroyed forever and, and people need to take it down and you came up again. Oh, I was going to say, then they probably next week have no, another no, one yeah. right in the middle and of town. So, so, but what was interesting, at that time, we, we tried to do different things to, to get it out. And I remember when, when I was younger, my, my big brother, he had a pawn magazine it was first time i found it he he had hidden a few out on the ceiling mm-hmm. i was up on the on the egg edit no what's called yeah. yeah yeah and i found a porn magazine like this but but it was something i need to search to get and, yeah. and 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 it was not something as a and small not a search like no this. No, no i need to go in the physically. house and find yeah. it yeah. and he have hidden it and i will not go and buy something no no so at that time it was so different, mm-hmm. and it's scared now because now, like, it's all over the f- place, everywhere. But but there's freedom still. Yeah, absolutely. There's still freedom, but we need to really come down and and talk about about this. I want to add there's around one hundred thousand <laughs> website with porn of children. Wow, one hundred thousand illegal children porn website. This is the biggest slave industry in the world. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, and that's you, how my, pornography works. It's just yeah. like you start off with something softer and you just have to keep upping that thrill. It's just like any other kind of yeah. drug. You need to get a bigger fix of it. Yeah. I, I have a quote here, Asia. I don't know if you can get it up about porn needs to be crucified. Our flesh needs to be crucified. Um, years ago, I we account so many people. I, I met a man. A family father, like normal family father. I quote here, loss can be satisfied. Mm-hmm. It needs to be crucified. Yeah. And this is the thing. 
there is no satisfaction in this. Not no. not a complete one. No, no. It's only for that moment you create more after more. I I met a man, uh, a family father, normal family father, and he finally opened up and confessed. It was pictures of porn, but not soft porn, hard porn, but not only hard porn, animal sex, oh. all of it. Mm-hmm. And he went down and he was like, how how can you go? How can you end up with this? Because it cannot be satisfied. No, that's it's, right. it's like a drug. Absolutely. You want more, 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 yeah. more. It needs to be crucified and it's destroying families. And we have another statistic here about how many families there is being destroyed. Mark, if you can read that. 40% of families in the United States reported that pornography is a problem in their home. Mm. 56% of American divorces involve one party having an obsessive interest in pornographic websites. And 40%, 47% of men and 12% of women in general seek out porn at least once or twice a month. Mike, wow. you, you go on to this number, don't you? Yes. I do. It destroyed your marriage. It destroyed my marriage to the point that I was con- completely consumed in it. I was so consumed in it, I was doodling on paper and pencil. Mm. I was so consumed in it. Mm. And that's the thing about it, Torben, is is uh, perversion is the thrill of the flesh. Mm-hmm. That's why when you're addicted, the next time has to be something more, mm. something deeper, something more perverse, because the flesh is feeding off of that thing, and it just blows up. It can never stay the same. Mm-hmm. And and we have here uh, 12% of women are also seeking it. Can we get the other women in? Because there was actually a study done also that is also women who have the problem here. Just read this. 33% of women aged 25 and under search for porn at least once a month. Only 13% of self-identified Christian women say they never watch porn. Only 13%, Only 13% say they never watch it. Of, of, of Christian, of Christian women. women. 80%, 87% of Christian women have watched porn. And, and I, I, so I want to say to you out there, it's not only a man thing. No. It's, it's also a, a woman thing. And but I also know there's many women who see this program who are like, I want my man to see this because they are maybe the the innocent part in this, and mm-hmm. and the man yep. are addicted. Yep. So no matter if you are a woman and have issues, or you are a woman who have a man who have issues, or you are a man who have issues, <laughs> there, there is freedom, freedom. and, and yes. you need to do something about it. And I yeah. think we we're going to hear a story later, but but I I know you are told like. Your thing is, is something we just struggle with. It's just part of yeah. being a Christian. It's my cross to bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's, well, that's yeah. literally yeah. That's what it's like. It, it was just like, oh, it's just something that I'm so, always so going to struggle said, with. If my you want, in if, the you flesh. Want to, if you want to follow me, you need to take off your cross and carry yeah. 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 Take yeah. up your pornography and follow me. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Take up your that's sin. So take up twisted. your drug. That is yeah. so twisted. So twisted. Yeah. And that's the thing, guys. It is not okay just because you're in a marriage relationship. No. It is not okay. No. No. No, it's Absolutely never not. okay, no, no matter what. But but the, the church is saying often like, oh, it's something you need to struggle with. Or, or sometimes like, 
it's something we all do. Like it's just part of being our days. And, yeah. and I think the challenge today is that many pastors themselves are also fighting yeah. and struggling. Yeah. You cannot give freedom you don't have. And we're going to look at the statistics for the church. And this is even more scary, I think, because I expect it to be out in the world. But I don't expect it yeah. to be in the church. Not if this was the church. Like, yeah. 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 Sixty-eight percent of church-going men and over fifty percent of pastors view porn on a regular basis. Of young Christian adults, eighteen to twenty-four years old, seventy-six percent actively search for porn. Fifty-nine percent of pastors said that married men seek their help for porn use. And 57% of pastors say porn addiction is the most damaging issue in their congregation. If you look at this as the young people in church, but 76% are actively searching for it. Searching for sin. Wow. Actively searching for sin. Where Jesus said, if you do this, you commit adultery with a person in your heart. And if you don't get rid of this, you'll be thrown into hell. Yeah. yeah. Wide is the road that leads to destruction. Yep. It, it's just scary. Like, like, uh, like uh, I often think, how many are truly born again? How, how yeah. many are truly free from right. sin? This number is scary. Because in the very least, it is 76% actively searching. It shows you that men in the church are not effectively fighting this battle yeah. and, and staying free but, and pure. But, yeah, but also over 50% of pastors view porn on a regular basis. Wow. Like, yeah. like I think that the way I view it is like, there is, there is, there is a, a time where you get born again and you need to renew mind and you need to walk in freedom. But there should also be a time where you have come away from that mm. thing, yeah. where you have grown up to maturity. Right. And a pastor and an elder should not be struggling with things, they're no. even struggling with in the, as a young believer, because yeah. they are so further out. But here we have 50%. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what, what I find, um, back to some of the previous statistics about the children, is I can remember my daughter, when she was in sixth grade, coming home and saying that boys were talking about pornography in the lunch line, and this was in sixth grade. And when it starts getting ingrained in kids that early, yep. you end up with these numbers. Yep. When mm-hmm. when they are six, seven, eight, ten years old, and they got cell phones because mom and dad don't want you know they want make they want to make sure that their kids aren't getting left behind from all the rest of the kids that are ten years old with cell phones, and they just leave them unchecked mm. where they just whatever they want to do on their cell phone, search for anything. They don't have any kind of filters or restrictions. And when you when you have that, you've got sixth graders talking about pornography in the lunch line. And then you've got 18 to 24 years old where, you know, over 75% of them are, are actively looking yeah. for porn all the yeah. time because it starts at that early age and it starts with their friends. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever looked at this? Hey, check this out. Hmm. And then all of a sudden you can't unring a bell. It, yeah. I have another number here. 93% of pastors see porn as the increasing problem in the church. So 90 3% of pastors see it as a really increasing problem, but only 7% have 
have any plan how to deal with it. Mm. Wow. So, so yeah. this is one of the biggest, biggest problem in the churches today. We talk about 93% recognizes as the biggest problem, but only 7% know what to do with it. Yeah. And, and, Th- that is scary. And that mm. really shows you the problem with the word struggle. Because yeah. the word struggle means you're fighting a losing battle. And we are not to fight a losing battle in Christ. The Holy Spirit, if we've been filled with the Holy Spirit, he's inside of us. We should be fighting a battle that we've already overcome because he overcame it. And so if we're continually struggling against it, it just it concerns me that that many are already in that mindset. We're fighting a losing battle. Well, Mm -hmm. struggling indicates that you might win sometimes. Right. But typically it's failure. Yeah. Like yeah. for me, it was a continuous life of failure. Like yeah. if I were to tell someone, which I never did, yeah. but if I were to open up, tell someone, yeah, I've been struggling with porn, it means I'm failing on a daily basis. Not, yeah. not I'm just struggling. Sometimes I win, sometimes I lose. Yeah. It was, no, I'm just losing every day. Let's, so this is, this is the world we are living in right now. This is how we look outside. This is how we look in the churches. And here we are four men who all all have their stories. And there's things we can recognize in all of us. That is, Paul never set you free. Yeah. Paul can never be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And and Paul can Paul create an addiction in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it destroy your surroundings. It destroy you and it destroy your surroundings. And yeah. the other thing we there's the common thing is that the truth came and set us free. Christ yeah. set yeah. us free, yeah. and but it was not the freedom. It did not come by. Oh, don't don't. You just need to take a cold shower and try yeah. real hard. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But but I remember like people like oh I have problem with porn and every time she porn and masturbate and all of that. What should I do? Take a cold shower and like. Uh, like I can't live in the shower. Exactly, that's a good point. You can't see live a lot in of people shower. with wrinkly fingers walking around. Like, what are you doing? I spent the whole day in the shower yesterday. But but that's not oh, the freedom my. Christ came with. No, and 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 we we are not there to condemn you out there who have been struggling. We 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 know how we have been. Yeah. We are there to say, guys, there's the freedom, yeah. and, and we want to bring that freedom to you. And and we will start now, Mark. Everyone here have uh, three, four, five minutes and share a little of the stories. And we will talk about stories and, and, and kind of interview each other. Mark, can you start with talking about your your life and, and, and shame and, and, and freedom? Yeah. I, I was addicted to porn probably from the age of 10, like Torben. I had an older brother who would hide magazines under his mattress and... He's about 10 years older than me. So when I was 10 and he was 20, I was going into his room. And once I discovered the first magazine, I knew where the the secret hiding place was. And I was addicted from that moment. Most of my life, I spent my life in church. My mother was a pastor's wife. My dad died early, but kept me in church to my upper teens and 20s. But whenever I, I got moved out of home, I just ran from God for probably 20 years. I got married. Um you know, was married for uh, five years. We were together for seven. But when I went into that marriage, my wife was already inclined to that lifestyle like I was. We practiced it in our marriage and it wasn't healthy. So you together. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we practiced immorality and pornography in our marriage, acts of pornography. And so it became this beast that literally swallowed me up because more and more I lost my respect for her. I wasn't I wasn't fulfilling my role as a husband to to 
you know, bring pleasure and enjoyment to my wife and she was never good enough. And so that destroyed my marriage. I lost my marriage. I lost my family. Uh, and, and that beast really ate me up. So three years after I got divorced, uh, I spent three years after the divorce before I came back to the Lord, rededicated my life to him. But I spent 15 years in the church still struggling with the pornography. I had never got yeah. set free. I, I was filled with the Holy Spirit as a teenager. Yeah. So I knew the Lord, but I'm sitting there one night, three years after I get divorced, and I'm watching pornography on the, the computer. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, son, how long are you going to live in misery? Mm. And I broke. Wow. I went to just bawling because the chains and the bondage was so strong. But I'm telling you, I still struggled for the 15 years in the church. But in 2017, the fear of the Lord came upon me through a message that I had watched uh, through a pastor that I love. Uh, and his teaching was powerful. And God really gave me a vision like I was standing on the edge of a pit of flames and God was holding the back of my t-shirt and he, you know, I'm leaning out over the pit and God said, I'm the only one that's holding back your destruction. And the fear of the Lord came over me. And I mean, I truly repented. That's when I believe I was truly born again and born again was completed in me. And I was bawling. I was crying. I was like, God, I'm sorry. I'm done with this because I felt like this is the last chance. I'm about to lose my soul. And I, I, I repented and bawled. And I went to bed that night. I woke up the next day. Now, mind you, I was mentally exhausted at this point. Every day from the moment I got up to the moment I went to bed, it was, devil, I rebuke you. Get out of my head. I don't want these thoughts, Satan. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I'm fighting the battle from the wrong perspective because I'm magnifying him mm -hmm. instead of getting my mind and my heart on the finished work of Christ, yeah. what he had already done on me, done in me. <clears throat> so I'm believing the lie, and the lie keeps me in the bondage. Mm-hmm. I woke up that next morning and I sat on the side of my bed and I went, oh my, something had changed. Mm. My entire mind was empty. It was as if it was a clean slate. Amen. And I went to crying and bawling because it was a miracle to me. Mm, yeah. And I said, God, what did you do? What did you do? <laughs> he said, you've believed the truth and now the truth has yeah. set you free. Amen. Yeah. And I'm telling you guys, I've been free for four and a half years. Not one time have I defiled myself ever again. I keep my heart pure before the Lord. He's cleansed me. I'm not going to let anything come near that purity and holiness that the Holy Spirit's done in me. So I want to tell you right now, there is freedom to live holy before God for men and women. And and so I, I'm just living my best life now. Beautiful. Man. And I know that some people, yeah, only four and a half years do that freedom hold. It, it's, it, it is holy. It's holy. And for me, my story is exactly like you. It's just 22 years ago. Yeah. And I've been free for 22 years. So it's, it, it is really a continued freedom, a freedom that's real. But, but what was interesting there is, first thing, porn is not real. 
Yeah. Paul no. is is no. is acting. It's a yeah. Hollywood thing. Yeah. It, it's not the real life. It's, it's, it's just a lie. It's imaginary. It, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not how it is. Yeah. But the thing is, if you then take something that is not real, something that is acting, something that is pretending and showing up, and try to bring that into a marriage, yeah. and imagine that, hey, now our sex life should look like we see there online, yeah. It will break down. Oh yeah. Because this is not yeah. how people look. This is not how, how slim no, people this, are. This, this is not yeah. how people think in the real life. This is not what people enjoy in the real life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is why we're seeing an increase in women and girls. Is because it's it's been a, a a problem in young men and men for a long time. But now it's it, the accessibility of pornography is 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 more than it's ever been and we you know the first statistics about how many websites there are and a, th- a third of the internet is pornography or at least downloads but now you've got girls that feel like you know because it's so you know everybody's looking at it and showing each other and you have girls that think well I need to watch pornography so I know how to perform when I'm with the boys and so I know how to act and I'm telling you that's why we're seeing a rise yeah. among women in pornography Because they're looking at it, thinking this is what's expected from me now. And, yeah, I say you never, you never have a good sex life. You never have no. a good marriage. You never have a good relationship if you are being inspired by porn, That's because right. it is not real. No, no, it is perverting the mind yep. and the idea and 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 show a fake picture. And that is the thing. Yeah. So there's many marriages out there, but also what you said, you talk about the loosening and binding and rebuilding yeah. sex. And yeah. Because I think this is what people said. How do I get free? You've been buying and loose and uh, and rebuild sex, and, but mm-hmm. it didn't yeah. help you. No, it didn't help me because the Lord showed me you're you're fighting the battle from the wrong perspective. You're you're putting the enemy on a stage. You're focusing on what's being done to you and the lie being spoken to you by the enemy instead of Paul says that if we have been risen with Christ, set your mind on things above, not mm-hmm. on the things of the earth. The Bible says that all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life are not of God. Yeah. So we have to begin to fight the battle and the perspective by the renewed mind, but we cannot renew our mind unless we have a fully regenerated heart and we're fully in in it to win it. I have a funny story. Uh, years ago, a young boy came to me, <coughs> new in the faith, and he said, Tom, Tom, I need to confess something. And I thought, oh, no, what now? I was I was on the, in the city today, and and I thought, oh no, what? I was I was in the city today, and 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 I I saw a young girl, and I thought, oh no, no, what have you done? Like, oh no, he was new in the faith. Like, oh no, what have you done? And I was like, okay, yeah. I was I was in the city today, and and I saw a young girl, yeah, uh, and and a young beautiful girl. Yeah, and and I was in the city today, and I saw a young beautiful girl. Yeah, I understand. And and what did you do? Nothing. What? Okay. So, but in his mind, he was so focused on I should not sin, I should not sin, I should not sin, I should not yeah. sin. Yeah. And yeah. he thought that see a person that that looked beautiful. 
he thought, oh, I've already sinned. Yeah. And then he have already lost the battle. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is not sin. No. It's like if if you recognize something is beautiful, it's not a sin. Yeah. And 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 it's but if you go that way, yeah. then you have a problem. But the thing is that he had his wrong focus. Mm-hmm. He he was thinking if you go down in the seat and say, Oh, I should not look at somebody, I should not think anything, I yeah. should not think anything, you will lose. If you think like, don't think of elephant. Don't think yeah. of elephant. Yeah. Don't think of Japan's elephant Japan's right Japan's now. Yeah. But, but we have to have Asia, can you get my elephant up here? This is my my elephant. Here we have him. <laughs> Don't think about a pink elephant. Don't think a pink elephant. Pink elephant. Pink elephant. Pink elephant. Pink elephant. The more you start to in your own strength. Don't think of pink elephant. Don't think of pink elephant. Don't think of it. The more you lose that battle. Yeah. And that was my life for some years don't look don't do that don't look at somebody don't look with wrong thoughts so if I was down in a city and there was young girls in my mind was don't look at the girls don't look Mm -hmm. at the girls don't look at the girls If, if I was constantly trying to convince myself not look at the girls do you know what I did yeah I thought of the ghost. You literally yeah. made it your yeah. focus. It yeah. became Trying my, to make it not your focus. Yeah. It became my focus. But yeah. not my, and right. I think that is a big, big issue with, with counseling today yeah. that we often, when people come and say, I have a problem. Oh, don't think of elephant. Don't look at the girl. Don't. No, that is not the answer. Yeah, and I had yeah. a testimony that, you know, I was loading all my kids up in the park and the car parked next to us and these two gals got out and they were not dressed very nicely at all. Yeah. And I'm like, guard your eyes, guard your eyes, look away, look away, get my kids in the car, quick, quick, quick let's go and then the lord's like pray for them i was like oh really and he's like yeah so i walked up and approached one of these girls i was like hey is there anything you need prayer for as soon as i took that step to walk by the spirit and ask if she needed prayer boom she could have been wearing no clothes no temptation whatsoever i just had all this love for her and i was willing to give her everything that i had in that moment like she didn't receive any prayer but it was just such a shock to go from (coughs) wrestling with the flesh of like guard your eyes guard your eyes to no let's walk by the spirit and you will not fulfill the desires of the flesh that's right let's give matthew 22 in i have this verse here Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with Mm. all your soul, and with all your mind. That's right. It's not just loving Jesus with our heart and our soul, our soul I've been saying, it's also our mind. Put your mind into Christ. And and that is the thing. It's really like, for me, that freedom, my my freedom was was a little like, I, I experienced a lot of freedom when I gave my life to Christ in 95. But there was still the things where, where I felt like I was struggling. Uh, porn, but also ju- not just porn. It was, it was a picture, a magazine and, and yeah. uh, uh, underwear commercial and, yeah, and yeah. things where... Just lust. Yeah, and yeah, lust. And and it was like I, I kept falling. Uh, I, I've never tried to be addicted like daily, yeah. but, but it was something like... Uh, monthly and 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 and, yeah. and it became an issue and and then i came into that point where where i really like i want to be free now don't think of elephant don't yeah. think of yeah. elephant yeah. i was trying <laughs> I, I, you know <laughs> i i was trying and i was losing that oh, fight yeah. big times but then one day i was sitting starting romans 6 7 8 we are going to look at that soon and I came to verse 14 in chapter 6. Sin have no dominion over you. Yeah, that's Because right. you're not under law, you're under grace. And I'm like, what? And I remember, I was like, what? I stood up. And like, I, but, but 
then I don't need to. I'm free. Yeah. And for me, it was that revelation that that I'm free. <clears throat> yeah. I'm already free. Like Christ have done it in me, and it just changed. Yeah. And I've never had the same. Yeah. struggle for the last 20 years as I had that time. And it, what, what's amazing, what you just read right after it, it says, likewise, consider yourself also to be dead to sin. So it's not just yeah. that Christ died. Yeah. It says, consider yourself also to be dead to sin, but That's alive right. to Christ. Yeah. So it's not like, well, it was just him. It's you participated with, like, you know, you were buried with him. You yeah. were raised up into that new life, and now you get to live in victory over sin. So for you out there, the whole idea that We as Christian, it's just a continuous struggle, 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 struggle. That is not to be free indeed. No. Yeah. That right. It, there is a freedom. Of course, we need to, we need to continue in the fear of the Lord, and yeah. of course, we we need to continue walking by the flesh. Is a this uh, uh, active choice, yep, yep. like you did. Do you choose to walk by the flesh, or do you choose to walk by the spirit? But All of us, we did, did not feel that active choice before because mm. we were slaves to Absolutely. sin. Right. So it was not an active choice, but to be free is to be free to choose what you want to do. Right. And of course, we can choose. I can choose to go the wrong way, yep, yep. and then I can end up being a slave again. But I am now active choosing not to do it. Uh, Mark, can you share your, the other Mark, yeah. so can you share your testimony a little about how, how you experienced freedom and, and what did not set you free and what set you free? Yes, for sure. Um, so like I said, gave a little bit of it earlier, but being raised in the church, told that I was a sinner saved by grace. <coughs> And I was just going to always struggle. Um, unlike other people, I was really bold with at least talking to my peers. Um, I didn't know anybody that was free from it. So it brought a lot of freedom or even yeah, the ability to continue in my sin because I knew other people were struggling. So I'd ask people, hey, how's the struggle with porn going? And, oh, man, it's such a battle. Yeah, struggle. And kind of like what the, the guys said earlier is just like struggle is code word for failing, yeah. at least in my experience. That would be the term that I would use to say that I'm trying to fight this fight, but it's getting the upper hand. So I helped out with youth group, youth of ministry. I was even in leadership there and just continued to have this secret sin. It was kind of a, I wouldn't say that it was all the time, every day. It was every other two once a week, usually. And I even went to men's accountability groups and it was just the blind leading the blind because we'd get together. And, but I guess the night before we'd get together, I would just have the thought is like, you know, I bet you all the other guys failed at least once this week. So well, I might as well fail too. And we'd get together and just, Yeah, how'd you do? Oh, yeah, I messed up once. Yeah, I messed up once. Messed up. Okay, let's do better this week. And it was just the blind leading the blind is all it was. Mm -hmm. So then came marriage, and I was able to get married at a young age, 20. And then everything became good. Yeah. No, 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 no. it was gone. Yeah, all the was gone. It all disappeared. I want to say for you young people there... As sin had to be crucified. Yep. Yep. Is it right. not just why I met many young people say, oh, when I get married, everything will be good. No. Nope. Uh, experience the victory before. And Mark, you have not been married for many years. Yeah. You are, he is a single guy and there's yeah. freedom. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I thought that that was going to fix my problem. But lust and love are two totally different things. Yeah. And after about six months of marriage, I found myself going back to it. And it... 
for the first time, I saw how my way, my sin affected somebody else. I saw how it destroyed my wife's self-image and I couldn't, I couldn't hide it from her. Like that was totally the grace of God that she found a pop-up window. And then she started praying that anytime that I looked at something I shouldn't have, that I would have to tell her about it because we are one flesh when the two You know, the husband leaves his father and mother and cleaves to his wife, and the two become one flesh. So when I sin, I am sinning against my wife as well. And so I had to confess that to her. And I would go like days and like weeks with like all this guilt on my conscience until I'd finally confess it to her. But the thing about confession, um, some people have likened it to throwing up. The person that's doing the confessing is the one throwing up. And you feel a lot better. After you confess, once you get that off your gut, off your conscience, oh, I'm free. I feel so much better. Thank you, Lord. Well, the person that you confess to, they get thrown up on. Especially when it's a wife uh, or somebody who's involved in it. Yeah, Yeah, and women's self-image in our day and age is so attacked. And so I was trying to build my wife up, tell her, like, you're beautiful. I love you, all these different things. As soon as I'd come forward and tell her, which she already usually had some kind of idea something was wrong. She could sense it. Um, I would, you know, confess it. And it was just like everything that I had said went right out the window. It it didn't mean anything. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah. So it was like a losing battle for about four years of our marriage. Um, She was starting to believe the lie also that I was just, we were always going to struggle with this. And she never withheld herself from me. She tried to be available for me even more to be able to help me with my problem. That didn't solve it either. You know, it was a it was a hard issue. But the beautiful thing by her being submitted to me whenever I needed her was that it wasn't a problem between me and my wife. It was a problem between me and God. It was yeah. my heart was wrong yeah. before the Lord. Yeah. So that her stepping out of the way and just letting God deal with me, um, I think, is what brought freedom a lot faster. So after four years of marriage, I finally hear a message. A guy's talking about that you can be free from sin. And it's out of Romans 6. And I was just like, this is possible? I didn't know this was possible. Because by this point, I hate my sin. It's like a, a monthly thing usually. And just seeing it destroy my wife. And it's like, all I wanted to do was be rid of it. So when I saw heard that you could be free from sin, um, I just clung to his teaching. And I was just like, what did he do? What did he do? And he said that he renewed his mind with the truth that he was dead to sin and he was alive to Christ. And that little phrase is what stuck with me the rest of my life. Mm. And for weeks, months even, like I would just, every time temptation would come, I'd lay in bed, just dead to sin, alive to Christ, dead to sin, alive to Christ, over and over again until the temptation would go away. And that broke the stronghold of pornography. But at this point, I had not received the Spirit of the Lord yet. I did not speak in tongues. Um, I didn't have the ability to walk by the Spirit. But I was still able to break that stronghold of pornography by that renewing of my mind. However, there were still lustful tendencies. Get on Facebook, hoping to find something lustful, just little things like that. And it wasn't until I received the Spirit in 2019, another six years later, that total freedom came and total ability to walk mm. by the Spirit. And it's been it's been truly incredible. Mm. And, and I think you, your story really explained that, that there is something the renewing of the mind can do and, yeah, and really. it's powerful even if you're not truly born again, yeah. even yeah. if you don't have the Spirit yeah. and you can in that get some victory. Mm-hmm. But the full victory, you need the Spirit of God. You really Absolutely. need to be yeah. fully born again to experience that fru- full victory. Yeah. And it's beautiful. It is. It's so beautiful. And, and yeah. I want to say to you out there, um, 
we are doing a podcast about freedom from sin in two times, and and this is the thumbnail here, and freedom from sin, not sinless perfection. And there is, yeah. uh, when I we talk about freedom from sin, there is people like, oh, oh, you're preaching f- sinful perfection, and 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 that you never be tempted again, and you are you don't need Christ anymore. No, 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 no. We are not talking that, and we need to do a whole prog program about it about yeah. Romans 6 7 and 8 so I just want to say we are going to go back to that later and we're going to answer all of those questions when it comes to Romans 6 7 and 8 later yeah. but very short now Romans 7 is not the normal life we are called to live Paul no, talked no. about somebody who was still sold as a slave yeah. so, and he used yeah. I in a different way and people don't understand the way it's being read so therefore people think Romans 7 is the normal Christian life no Romans 6 is the normal Christian life right. yeah. and in two times we do a whole program about it but now I want to read some verses from Romans 6 and if we talk about Romans 6 we should almost take the whole chapter and read it all but because of time yeah. I just pick up a few verses from Romans 6 to just talk about that freedom and that is found in in the baptism that is found in Christ in the new birth yeah. yep. and if you read one of the verses here knowing this that our old man is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Yeah. So the the old man, that man who was on a sin, that body is being destroyed, was destroyed, so we should not serve sin. And and this is the whole mess of the Baptist, and this is the whole mess of Romans 6. Yeah. We are destroying that thing that make us slave, mm-hmm. so we don't, need to serve sin anymore. And he continued from verse 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and then he continued verse 12. Can you read this? Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. And we could not have said that before. Yep. Let sin not reign yep. in our mortal body, because before sin was reigning in yeah. our body, yeah. because the body was not done away with. And yep. he continued verse 13 about the same, and 14, my favorite verse. <laughs> for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. That was the worst that set me free, because <laughs> when, when, when it became real for me that, whoa, I'm free. Mm. But if I'm free, I don't need to sin. But if I don't need to sin, I'm free. Yeah. And and come out of that slave mentality yeah. to understand who we are in Christ. And we continue verse 18 here. Being then made free from sin, you became the servants of righteousness. Yeah. So we are now set free from sin. Mm-hmm. So we now are being a slave, not of sin, but of righteousness. And we have one more here. I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity or weakness of your flesh. For as you have yielded your members servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto mm-hmm. holiness. One more. I think we have one more. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. Yeah, we were servants of sins, but now, yeah, but now we are free. That's transformation. Yeah. It is, yeah. and I want to say that 
first, I want to say temptation is not the same as sinning. Mm-hmm. We we have a verse here. Uh, first, um, no, I take that Jesus. We know in Hebrew, Jesus, he was tempted in all things yeah. like us. Or without I, sin. And I have that verse yeah. up. I've had it up yeah. for a so, few so, minutes so, now. So we, we're not talking about uh, uh, that we cannot be tempted. Mm-hmm. And right. we are not talking about in the beginning of, of your freedom that there is a time you cannot fall. Yeah. But if you fall, and, and we want to, if, yeah. Yeah. if not you when. fall, you're yeah. not a slave anymore. You don't have to do, but yeah. if you fall... You can confess it, and he's faithful and righteous to forgive you, and you move on. Yep. It's yeah. not like the, oh, I'm yeah. struggling, like, I, I don't fall, don't fall, don't think of elephants. Yeah. It's like, if I do, oh, oh, hallelujah, he yeah. is faithful, yeah. he forgive me. And then you move on, and there goes so much further between yeah. Yeah. you. You fall because you learn to walk and, yeah. and I think that's part of the, the problem with Christians today. They don't understand temptation and sin are not the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it says here in James, but each one is tempted when he's drawn away by his desires and enticed. It's as we meditate and let the, the lust draw us into the fulfillment of the flesh, it becomes sin. And sometimes it's not a real big thing right in the beginning. It's oh, yeah. just a little tiny thing. But it's the Holy it. Spirit pricks your heart. It's like, hey, you should turn away. This is not leading mm. in a good direction. Yeah. Yeah. If you do not listen to that voice, yep. it will take you down to the path. And it, what you feed, that monster will continue to grow. It and will. eventually you will give in to sin. It's, it's yep. literally scrolling through Facebook and yeah. you see something and something gets triggered and yep. then and then the enemy's like ah an avenue and he starts planting these little thoughts yep. and if you don't pluck those things out immediately um you know it can grow into something that you know can grow into lust which you know absolutely can't be fulfilled mm-hmm. and 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 so it's like you have to put those things to death immediately mm-hmm. when you know and that's why it talks about Paul talks about taking every thought every into thought. captivity. And and I see a, a pattern in all of our stories how when the freedom finally came we are just free. Yeah. And, and like yeah. that freedom is yeah. so beautiful. And he came with, with revelation of, he came with the gospel, understanding the gospel and, and, and what Christ have done on the cross. Yeah. And, and can you share your story, Brad? Because yeah. it's so beautiful and, and, uh, uh, no, it's not all beautiful, but it, it, <laughs> there's a lot of ugly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. it is beautiful. And, yeah. and this yeah. is for you out there. It don't matter if your story is like Mark there, or Mark there, or me, or Brad, that it, no matter how ugly it, it is or, or have, have been, there is freedom to you out there. Amen. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I was, grew, like I said, grew up in church when I was four years old, I prayed a, prayed a prayer, you know, so I could punch my ticket to heaven. And uh, when I was 14, I was at church camp. I got filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke in tongues. And everybody would say, well, brother, you were you were born again. You were, you know, you you had God's Spirit. You spoke in tongues and everything. You must have been good. But but I wasn't bearing any good fruit. I mean, I was just constantly struggling with sin, with lust and, uh, you know, pornography and masturbation. And, and of course, you know, those kind of things, uh, you know, turn you into other things like a liar. Because now you got to cover things up and you got to hide things and you got to lie about it. And so it was like, you know, it's kind of like one drug leads to another. It was, you know, one thing led to another. And I, you know, and it, and it, it put me in more and more sin. So fast forward, you know, as a teenager struggling with pornography and the Internet's just kind of becoming a thing and it's becoming more uh, accessible. And now I'm married. I'm 21 and I'm married. And of course, I thought the same thing. 
marriage is going to take care of the problem. You know, Mm -hmm. now I have someone and it, you know, I would say it actually probably got worse Mm -hmm. because, because my wife was never going to be able to fulfill those unnatural desires that pornography creates in you. And it create you know, and I was very much an addict. It wasn't, uh, you know, occasionally it was every day. It was sometimes multiple times a day. And I really hated myself because I went to church all this time and I helped lead worship two services Every Sunday was part of the tech team, trained people how to run sound. My wife taught Sunday school, you know, was very involved in the church, but had all of and, and but I was very isolated. I would literally come in, practice. We, worship was over after the second service. I was out the door. I didn't talk to anybody. I was just gone and I was very isolated. I didn't have anybody to confide into or talk to. Uh, like, you know, you had a men's group where you talk to people. But for me, uh, it was just all hidden. She never knew the first 13 years of our marriage. She had no idea. And um, and I, I became a very angry person because I knew the truth. I knew what I was living in was sin. Uh, so at the drop of a hat, because I was so angry with myself, because I was failure, failure, failure. I was always failing. Just every day, it was just failure. And, um, and it was six years ago, uh, almost to the day, it was on April 9th, was my born again anniversary mm. that my wife and I had, um, we had actually lost a pregnancy after trying for more children for like about eight years. And, um, and I had to work the next couple of days after that. And, and, and I was just a mess. Um, the third day after, um, after losing the baby, I, I got up and I just said, God, I don't know what to do, but I know I need you. And in that moment, something inside of it was like a switch flip. That's the only way I know how to describe it. And I felt this stirring inside of me. And I'd, I'd been in some Holy Ghost meetings in my life, and I never felt anything like this. And I remember um, I got in my work van, and I was on my drive to work. And, and I'm just driving, and, and I see like this vision of Jesus on the cross. And he's just like Marcus for me, right across from me, almost this close. And I see my sin. It almost looked like a shadow going from me onto him. But when it got to him, it was a whip and it was, and it just, just brutalized him. You know, in Isaiah 53, it says that he was marred more than any man had ever been marred. And it was like, for the first time in my life, I saw what sin did to him. And I saw, I had a hand in what happened to him on the cross. And it, and it was just, I started just repenting. I'm driving down the highway in my work van, sobbing uncontrollably saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Just, Oh God, I'm just bawling. And I felt like almost like an ocean wave. It felt like crashed into me, but it went through me. And when it like went through me, I just felt weight go and just lift off three times that happened and more weight and more weight each time until finally I'm like that, that stirring that I felt started bubbling and it started like intensifying. And all of a sudden I'm just, and I'm just like crying and praying in tongues, driving down the street. And, uh, after a few minutes of that, I, uh, I dry up my tears and I'm, and I go, I'm free. Mm. I'm free. And I started freaking out. (laughs) I mean, I was, I was screaming to the top of my lungs. I'm free. I'm beating on my dash going, I'm free. I'm free. I mean, I couldn't even believe it. Because I used to, Hallelujah. I used to almost fantasize and go, man, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be free and to not, to not want to lust, to not want pornography. And and what really showed me how crazy different I was is when I got to the little town that I was working in. There was a college there, and there was, you know, it was just kind of a small town, but 
I'm driving, and out of the corner of my eye, I see this um, woman uh, jogging down the street, you know, in yoga pants and, you know, crop top and all that stuff. And normally, because I was just so ate up with lust all the time, I was, you know, I would have been doing one of these, you know, just following her as I, you know, drove past. But she was just in my peripheral vision, just kind of at the edge of my vision. And I saw, I knew it was a woman, and, 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 and my head went like this. Almost like a reflex, you know, you you smack your knee and your leg jerks. It was like a reflex, and my head just went like this and got her out of my peripheral vision, and I went, oh, wow. I, mean, I was so blown away because normally my reaction would have been the opposite. But now it was like I knew, man, I love my wife, and, and all that lie was gone. And, and I was like, and I also didn't want to do anything to grieve God's spirit inside of me because that would have. And it was just like the change in me was so instant and it was so, it, it was just, I, I don't even have words for it. It was just, it was like, I used to fantasize about being free and now here I am free. And the first, I got my jobs done that day and I was like, I got to read the Bible. And I hadn't done that for years, really. I mean, I crack it open every once in a while and I just started reading God's word. I was just, it was just, I was free. I didn't have this huge sin filter between me and God anymore. I felt like I literally had this, direct laser guided, you know, conversation that I talked to him and he'd speak to me. And it was just, Amen. it was amazing. It was, you know, it was incredible. And, and all of this, I, I would say for, for me, when, when you share, it just bring me back to, to my experience. And I remember the Holy Spirit came into me in 95 and like, I was like, Whoa, hello God, you're there. You're real. And my life really, really changed in a dramatic way. But But six years later, when I sat there and read Romans six fourteen, was starting Romans six and the freedom really the, like, I would say the last thing came together. It's not easy to explain, and I was like, now I'm free. Like the last thing broke. There was still things I was strong with, but there the last freedom came, and yeah. and I was just like. <clears throat> Am I getting crazy now? And what do other people think? Am I the only one who have ever experienced that kind of freedom? And was I really born again before? Or was I not born again before because the freedom was so different? And this is what I hear everyone is explaining here. And this is the new birth. This is what it should be. But what I see in the story is that there have been elements that have been missing in our life. Yeah. 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 So, so the faith have been there. The repentance have sometimes not being deep enough that yeah, being yeah. a confession but yeah. confess sins don't mean that you repent for sin that's right they, it actually it, creates almost a false freedom because yeah. i've had people confess to me and they're like man i feel much better and that might last for a couple of weeks and then before you know it boom they're right back mm -hmm. in the where they were because that confession it brings it out into the light and so people are like oh man i feel so much better but then When it when it's not a when it's not an actual repentance, a turning away from, that's that's when they they find themselves secretly, you know, being str struggling and falling back into those things. And yeah. this one I see see like confession together with the fear of God. Yes, yeah. together with the hate. Yeah. The fear of God create this hate to sin. Yeah. When that came in. And when the Holy Spirit came in, yeah. or the understanding with me, Romans 6, have to do with the Baptist, understanding that I am dead to Christ and yes. understand what have happened. Yeah. So that is repentance, baptism, Holy Spirit. When the last element mm -hmm. that was missing in our life came in, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, that freedom. And I think there's many people out there, and I think that is the issue with the main meeting we talk about. You go to a main conference, and you talk about what you need to do to get free, and then most people end up sitting and looking at porn in the night. Yeah, yeah. They didn't get set free. Why? Because it is in the gospel. Yeah. It is in understanding what true repentance is. Yeah. It's understanding what the baptism is. It's understanding and receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. It's in understanding, not just hearing about it, but understanding, yeah. receiving it. Yeah. That is where freedom really comes. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking about it. If, if you got a hammer and a nail, all right, and you're going to try and drive a nail into a board, but you don't want to hit your thumb, but you stare at your thumb, and you go, don't hit your thumb. <laughs> don't hit, don't yeah. hit it. <laughs> All right. Oh, and you're yeah. gonna, you, might, yeah. you might hit the nail a couple of times. Yeah. But if you're staring, if your focus is your thumb, that hammer is going to hit that yeah. thumb. And, but and, if your focus is uh, the head of the nail, yeah. hit the head of the nail. You yeah. know? And that's why, um, like at a, at a James 4, where he says, submit, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Yeah. Why does it start with submit to God? Because if your focus is him yeah. yep. and your submission and your life surrendered to him, then the devil is resisted as you submit and he yeah. has to go. So you don't overcome porn or any other sin by focus on the sin you want to overcome. Right. You overcome it by focus on Christ right. and understanding the cross and what he had really done. And there the freedom is yeah, coming. And I'll tell you, you that right yeah. now, for me, what kept me bound for 15 years, and God showed me this pornography and lust and perversion, all of that starts with temptation and it finishes with accusation because the enemy now comes and accuses you. Oh, look what you did. Oh, you fell. Oh, what kept me bound all those years was guilt, shame, and condemnation because it started with the temptation. Then I would fall and then the accusation came. Guilt mm-hmm. says I'm not forgiven. Shame says I'm still the same. And condemnation says I still deserve hell. Mm-hmm. And that is the lie the enemy kept me bound with mm-hmm. all those years. And when you get free of that lie and you believe there can be transformation, there can be freedom, yeah. and you begin to renew your mind, you've truly mm-hmm. repented, you've given yourself to the Lord, and now you can begin to experience freedom. When we continue in the lie, we empower the liar to keep us bound. Uh, yeah. uh, my, my freedom, it, it actually brought a book, Sound Doctrine, I've written, uh, teaching the lead to the true fear of God. And and if I look at the chapters in these books, one of the chapters is the fear of law. First, chapter is God is holy, the base of Christianity, the sound doctrine, the fear of the Lord, Grace, we are not bound to sin. Don't let sin rule. Hate sin, signatures, and so on. This is yep. the chapters because the, the, the whole thing, and, and I remember I experienced a lot of persecution from that book. And if you want to read the book out there, right, you can find it on the link here on the website, thelastforthermason.com slash shop. But if you don't have a money, send an email and we can send the book to you. Uh, ebook for free but when i gave out the book the sound doctrine i got so persecuted by the mm. church because the church doctrine was you cannot be free yeah and 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 those pastors who were still in the sins not free they felt very provoked yeah yeah and say oh yeah yeah you're <laughs> young and you 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 even not last yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> 
But but okay. but the work of Jesus is a lasting work of Jesus. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I can choose to go back to sin. Yeah. Yeah, it's still absolutely. always a choice. And I don't say that that I have not done anything since they're wrong, but the freedom is not like a continue going back. It's not a slave thing. It's not a condemnation thing. Like, my, as I said today, when we talk about this subject, it's almost like it's been really a revelation for me to talk about porn with you guys mm-hmm. and, and preparing because I was like, Oh, it happened so many years ago. Like, yeah. like I'm almost going back and thinking of how I I was living that life. I remember the struggle. Yeah. Mm. I'm not there anymore. I've not been there for 20 years. And yeah. but then it's also a frightening thing to hear your stories because how how many people out there in the church? How many people yeah. are watching this podcast and are not there yet? Wow, they are still there where we were yeah and and it's scary there's there's only been maybe two or three guys that i've ever talked to um that maybe are struggling with some kind of sin and they're not struggling with pornography Mm. like i like guys that are going to church there's i mean maybe two or three guys i've ever talked to that maybe their their struggle is anger or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, but what about less than pornography? Actually, no, I'm actually free from that. I haven't, you know, for 10 years, I haven't touched that. I don't have any mm-hmm. desire to. It's so, but most guys, yeah, you can just say, mm-hmm. yeah, less than pornography. They're like, well, we all struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and it's even in the church, it's become accepted yeah. that well, we're all going to struggle with it. Mm-hmm. There's literally a book out there that's called Every Man's Struggle. And it's talking about, yeah, it's a Christian by a Christian author, and it's and it talks about how every man's going to struggle with lust and they're going to struggle with pornography. But we wow, can, it does say that you can overcome it, but it's every man's struggle. And I'm like, but it doesn't have to be a struggle. Mm. Yeah, like it's it's one thing, you know, grappling and struggling with something is from from a standpoint of defeat. You know, if somebody's yeah. laying on top of you and you're struggling, you're not you're not struggling with something from a standpoint of victory. Yeah. But if you're standing over something and it they're mm. it's trying to harm you, you're you've got the upper ground. You you know, mm. but the, the it's it's written from a standpoint of just failure. But but I, yeah. I, would, I would say things. I uh, I remember a few years ago we went on a vacation time me and my family uh, to Greece. And we we ne- often don't do vacation like that. Every time we have a vacation, it's like let's go on a mission trip, let's preach the gospel, let's do that. But we did we we try to do the the normal vacation like in a pool yeah. and laying there and Just all that. Relaxing, and, yeah. and I was like, I would say, after three days laying on the pool, I start to feel the struggle again. Yeah, and I yeah. start to feel okay. I I I don't want like what is happening here. Yeah. So it is there if we. I'm not aware of it, but for me, I just after a few days like, okay, this is I, I'm not living this life anymore. Yeah. I have to be careful here. And then my eyes got on Christ mm-hmm. and sharing the gospel and sharing Jesus. Yeah. And again, if you are busy with that, it's not an issue. So, so there is always a free choice what to do. And but I don't live that life. Yeah. So, so now I just know, okay, this is not what I'm doing. Like I don't want to put myself in a place where I need to struggle to keep my freedom. Yeah, yeah. I want to put myself in a place where I don't need to struggle to keep mm-hmm. my freedom yeah. because it's just all about Jesus and I'm full with Jesus and yeah. therefore yeah. it's a much easier life. Yeah. Uh, it says here in 1 Peter 1.13, Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. 
be sober, rest your body, rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. If you look at that in the Greek, that word, it, literally, the loins of a man is the birthplace of humanity. It's where the seed of man comes from. Peter is saying, gird up the loins, the birthplace of every thought, mm-hmm. gather it up and be in control of it. Take every thought captive. Gird up the loins of your mind and be sober. We have to live aware of the tactics and schemes of the enemy to come and try to get us off track. Yes. And that leads me to, uh, we are going to soon in here. I want to ask you a question here. And 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 we we want to talk about this because we the freedom, we, we come from... It's the same freedom, but still there's different things that did it. So my question to you is, how do people get the same freedom we have? What will you say just when we talk to each other? What what, what do people do to get this freedom? What is the answer? Um, first of all, first of all, truly repent, truly oh. turn from the sin, be completely sold out to Jesus. Uh, because it's going to be one or the other. There's no gray area, guys. There's no middle ground. So, so freedom and sin is. We, we're talking about the whole thing that because we are confessed. Mm-hmm. There's people who are who are confessed sin. Yeah. Yep. But confession is not the same as repentance. No. There, there need to come a point in people's life where they actually hate it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. They, they, they vomit over it. Right. Yeah. They're like, right. I, 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 and that is a choice. You yeah. can choose to love it or you can choose to hate it. Even even hating it isn't enough because I hated my sin. Like I really hated it. Um, but but what really changed for me was was when I realized even after like once I got set free, again my wife she had she had no idea. And the Holy Spirit said, Do you want to stay free? He said, then you have to confess. Mm. And so I was free before confession. But then I went to her and the lie that I always believed was she was going to leave me. She was going to take, she, that's it. My life was over. And and what really, what I understood is that after confessing, and she said, I forgive you. Mm. I see that God has changed you and I forgive you. I realized even though I hated my sin, uh, you know, there's a slogan that, you know, was going around that says freedom isn't free. Talking about talking about like the military, you know, mm-hmm. there was a yeah. cost associated with freedom, and I realized that even freedom in Christ, it isn't free. Like you, I, I came to the place where I was willing, and I said, I'm going to be free and stay free, even if it cost me my marriage. Yeah. And I, so I confessed to her with, with the fear in my heart that she might leave me, but I said, my freedom from this sin is more important than even maintaining my marriage if she leaves me i'm going to stay free so there's a a, a repentance a hate of sin yeah a confession of sin and and then being truly born again i yeah. think that is the thing yeah, to yeah. understand also romans 6 you cannot say get the revelation of romans 6 if you are not in romans 6 right. in that sense yeah. romans 6 talk about the baptist in water when you put off their whole life and yeah. we have had many people who again baptized again because when they got baptized that time they did not 
crucif- buried that dead body. Why? Because he was not crucified yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they did not understand what repentance is. And they have tried to read Romans and say, I don't get I don't get I don't get I don't yeah. understand it. How can I, it be? Why can I not receive it? Because you are still ca- walking out with that old body. Yeah. And then when the repentance and, and, and hating sin come and baptism come, for me, I did not need to get rebaptized because I really had repentance when I got baptized. I just need to read Romans 6 and let the Holy Spirit reveal it to me. Yeah. But other people need to get baptized again. And we have seen thousands of people yeah. coming and confessing porn and sin and homosexuality. We baptized a guy two weeks ago. There was homosexuality. Yeah. But when they come out of that water, they are just free. Yeah. Because yeah. the revelation I got at my home... With after I got baptized, they got the revelation at the baptism yeah. how it yeah. should be, and they experience that freedom right yeah. away. And yeah. then the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you need the power of the Holy Spirit because you cannot remain and walk in that freedom without the Holy Spirit. No, that's, that's right. You, can't. That's you know, right. and once you're fully born again, like we read about in First Corinthians ten thirteen, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Praise the Lord who will not suffer you to be tempted above what you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that ye Mm. may be able to bear it. So God will always give you a way out. He'll Mm. always give you the path of righteousness. And then we get to choose at each crossroads, every time we're tempted, are we going to choose the broad road, which leads to destruction, or the path of life that leads to righteousness and Christ? Yeah. Mm. And you know, reluctant repentance is not repentance. No. If you're reluctant to turn away from that sin, but you do because you don't want hell, but you really don't want to be joined to God, that's yeah. not repentance. Mm-mm. And I want to say, of course, they don't you agree. Like uh, Jesus said, if you arm bring you, to, uh, I bring you to fall, cut it off, or you arm. That there is a place where you need to actually do something, get it out Absolutely. of your house. Right. Yeah. But I also want to say that I had a time. We don't have TV like that. Uh, we have not had that for many, many years. So I had a time where I told me TV out. But there is also a time where the freedom is not that you cannot be around a TV or internet or all of that. That is not the true freedom. Mm-hmm. I think there is a season in the beginning where you need to get rid of those things. Yep. But there was the a season f- that I went to a flip phone, you know, yeah. a dumb phone where I didn't have internet yeah. access. And I think there is a season, but that is not the main no. goal. Yeah. The main no. goal right. is I have it here. I can write a few words and I can get it all in on my telephone or my computer, yeah. but I don't do it because I'm free. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that is where freedom truly is. Right. But there can be a season in the beginning where you really need to do some very, very active choices Absolutely. to cut things away to it. Yeah. So if we talk about freedom, we need to end up here. I'll just take the gospel and then you can give the final word also. The gospel is really the cross. Jesus died, he got buried, and he rose up again. And the gospel is about salvation from our sins. Yeah. The one who do sin become a slave to sin. And this is what we are all testifying here today, that we have done sin. And through sin, we became a slave to sin. But as we saw, it's not the slave that's going to abide in the house forever. It's the son. Mm-hmm. And the one, the son, Jesus Christ, set free to be free indeed. So we as people become slave to sin. We cannot save ourselves. We need a savior. That is Jesus Christ who came to save us from our sins through the cross. 
with the cross, the biblical response to the cross and what Jesus did was repentance and faith. Repentance has to do with dying to yourself. It had yeah. to do with crucifying your flesh, killing that flesh, make an active choice that I don't want to do this anymore. I want to cut it off. I want to hate sin. And in repentance and faith in Christ, calling on him, God will take out that stone heart and give you a new heart of flesh, where you now know, not by the law written on stones, but by the law written on the heart, you know when you do something wrong, you feel it inside of you. But that is there is already a big freedom. A lot of freedom yeah. is coming there, but it's not the full freedom. Because if you don't, after you repented, bury that old dead body, that dead, dead body will... Uh, starts to rotten and kill the new life and it become a burden to live as a disciple suddenly because it's like oh it's heavy life i feel i'm carrying around a big burden i feel like my old life is creeping in again i don't feel free so what do you need to do you need to bury that dead body yeah. like jesus died he got buried like we died to sin we now bury that dead body in the baptism where you put off that flesh so you are not able, no longer slave to sin. And that's where Romans 6 come in. But that is even not enough. You, We are still living in this world. Jesus did not take us out of this world. He saved us from the wicked one. We are still in this world and we need a helper. And that is not a sinful spirit. That is a Holy Spirit. Yeah. He has given us. And now we need to learn to walk by the Spirit and not by flesh. So you need to receive the Holy Spirit also. So after you repent, you need to be baptized in water. You need the Holy Spirit and then put your mind on Christ and walk by the Spirit and not by the flesh. So that is the cross. Jesus died. He got buried. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he was raised up to a new life. We now die to sin. We bury that old life in the baptism. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we are raised up to this new life where we are no longer slaves to sin and get the benefit, the fruit of that. But we are slaves to righteousness yeah. and get the fruit of the spirit in our life yeah. and that is what the cross is all about and and as you have heard of four men tested by a fine about freedom it's not enough for you out there you just hear about it it's not mm -hmm. enough you dream about it. it's not enough you just wish that one day it will happen mm -hmm. you need to experience it yes. yeah this need to be a reality in your life are you a slave Or are you a son? Yeah. Are you a slave of sin? Or are you a slave to righteousness? It's not enough to pray the sinner's prayer and go to a church. It's not yeah. enough yeah. to be in a main group and confess your failure in one another. It's not enough to stay in worship and or priests in the church. You, you need to be born again. You need yeah. to be saved from your sins. And that is what the gospel is all about. Amen. Um This is a person uh, podcast. Everyone has shared your story. You're allowed to share a little longer, but everyone, what will you from your heart say to everyone out there? Yeah, so kind of what's on my heart right now is to the to the wives 
that were in my wife's position where your husband has been struggling, you know about this. My encouragement to you is honor him as unto the Lord, not because he is honorable potentially, like I was not honorable, but my wife still honored me. She took that position like the Bible tells her to, and she was obedient to the word of God, even though I was not honorable. And because she did that, she stepped out of the way of the Lord and the Holy Spirit was able to work, was able to convict so that when I did repent, when I did turn away from my sin, like hers and my relationship was good. Like there wasn't two bridges that had to be rebuilt. Mm. There was just the bridge between me and the Lord. And once that was built, then our marriage was restored. And it has been truly beautiful to the to the point where I could consider it a Garden of Eden relationship. It is pure. It is holy. So that's my encouragement to you. Brad, what would you say to be Malta? I would say like the podcast is named This Is Real. Like I never believed that anybody was really free from sin. I was never told that anybody really could be, but it is real. You really can be free from not just pornography, not just from lust, but every sin. You can be free from everything. You can bury that old life. And, uh, you know, I was uh, a slave to it, uh, but now I'm not. And, uh, and, and you don't have to remain in this, but, um, you know, just like, uh, Jesus talked to his disciples about counting the cost. Um, you know, you have to, uh, and freedom isn't free, man. It, you just need to be willing, ready and willing to do whatever it takes to be free. You have to hate your sin and turn away from it, but you can be free and he's made you for freedom. You're created in his image and in his likeness. And, uh, and you don't have to stay a slave anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark? Guys, this is a hard issue. It doesn't matter if you're single, divorced, married, before any person ever can have your heart, capture your heart, God has to have your heart. Mm-hmm. If you want freedom, God has to have your heart. It says here in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Mm-hmm. The inner man is what God is after, because when he has our heart, Everything else will follow. And it says here in 1 John 5, 18, we know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him. Mm. This is about living untouchable in the spirit of God, walking in the spirit, and you don't ever make provision for the flesh. This is what it means to live in Christ and walk in the spirit and be ready at his coming. It just hit me when when everyone was talking that that all of us again it's not a tea laughing this is no. a God thing yeah. none of us uh, knew tea no <laughs> it was not especially you <laughs> it was really something God did but but our our story is shocking and scary because the church as we knew it was not able to set us free no. in as much as the church tried we actually got deceived in some areas because there's areas where we thought it was okay but it was not okay we were told that is the normal life but it was not the normal life and and i really want to say as strong as i can out there don't be deceived if if you're a place where people say oh it's it's normal and this is how no don't be deceived please Mm -hmm. experience that freedom and, and there's many more people like us out here in all over who have experienced the same freedom. 
if if you don't have anyone around you, you're welcome to reach out to us. We have a connection week coming up. We have a 10 revival sitting up wonderful. here. Vista, California, San Diego area. Uh, when, uh, Wednesday next week to Sunday, the 20 to the 24th of April. We will have a week here where you can come, even stay at the camp. And we will have... Um, a one-day kickstart also on Saturday next week. But there will be teaching in the morning. There will be cafe, Q&A in the afternoon, revival meeting in the evening, and then yeah. a one-day kickstart in the end. You can see more about this on our website, but also on the tlrmap.com. And on the tlrmap.com, you can find Vista and see the event, but you can also find green markers near you, contact persons near you. If you're living in another country, reach out to some of the local people there and say, I need the full gospel. I've seen the podcast. I want to experience that freedom. I want to experience that freedom. And there's people all over who are ready to help you, to set you free. And you can see more on the tlrmap.com and we just showed the trailer there. So this is our tlrmap.com where you can find people near you who are contact person. You can find Kickstart near you. You can find school and other events near you. We will uh, end up with also saying that next week, we, we are stopping the live podcast. We only do one per week now because we are extremely busy with the events and everything. Next week, we have a special podcast coming up where there's a pastor, a local pastor who are interviewing me. So that is where we will turn the table and I will be the guy who will be interviewed by a pastor where we will talk about church and church life and reformation of the church. He have just read my book, The Last Reformation, and he have shaken up his foundation mm. and we are talking mm. about shirts. Mm. The week after that, we will then go live in a go do a podcast again where we will talk about the freedom from sin and not sinless perfection because we really want to lay a foundation about Romans 6, John 1 9, and, and what about Romans 7 uh, 14 and all the other verses uh, because there's freedom. Yeah. Uh, if there's not freedom, Jesus will be the most evil person in the world yeah. when he said, go and sin no more. Yeah. Yeah. Or he said, yeah. be perfect. As your father. Heavenly father. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I always thought, well, that could, he, he must have meant something else. No. And we need to understand our foundation. We are saints, not sinners. That's right. And all of that. So please share this podcast with other people out there. This is a big issue. This is a big issue, is. and and people need this, and I believe this podcast more than almost anyone we have done. And this is our prayer that it will set people free, that Hallelujah. it will transform their life, they will transform their marriage, they will transform their church, people around them. And we yeah. are ready to help you. God bless you. Find the freedom that is in Jesus Christ. God bless you all out there. See you guys. Bye bye.